Rabbi Yisrael Hopstein was known as the Koznitzer Magid. He was born in a small Polish town called Opatov. His father was Shabsi, a bookbinder. His mother was Petal. His parents had no children for many years until they received the bracha of the holy Baal Shem Tov, Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov, and they gave birth to a son who they named Yisrael. As a young child, Yisrael was a very strong Torah scholar. As he grew, he became a Talmud of the Magid of Mezrich, who was the successor of the Baal Shem Tov. When Rabbi Yisrael accepted the position of Magid in Koznitz, his fame as a Talmud Chacham and a Baal Moifes spread throughout the country, and many people came to learn from him. They flocked to listen to his Torah, to get his advice, even to get a blessing and help in times of need. Even the non-Jews regarded him as a holy man. Every Shabbos, his large shul was packed with people, chassidim, tamitichachamim, merchants, and even simple Jews who came to receive spiritually uplifting inspiration. One Matzai Shabbos after Maidif, everybody followed the Rebbe out to the open courtyard to say Kiddush Levana. Thick clouds were in the sky, hiding the moon. The Rebbe looked upwards, and his glance seemed to pierce right through the dark clouds, and soon the thin crescent of the new moon appeared in the sky. Presently, everyone joined the Rebbe in saying the words of Kiddush Lavana. Being completely immersed in this special tefillah, they did not realize that a band of robbers was approaching. They had been living in the nearby woods, attacking and robbing travelers, but they had made their way into town. Seeing a crowd of Jews dressed in their best clothing under an open sky, they thought it was a great opportunity to rob lots of people at once instead of breaking into houses one by one. Little did they know that the Jews had just come from Shabbos, and none of them had as much as a single kopeck in their pockets. The bandits burst into the courtyard and demanded money. Needless to say, the Jews fled in every direction, and in seconds the entire courtyard was empty, except for one old man, standing in the middle, eyes closed, praying, completely oblivious to what had happened. The chief of the bandits was so angry that he ran forward towards the Rebbe, for indeed the old man was the Koznitzer Magid. As the bandit ran, he was hurling curses at the old Jew, saying, I'm going to break your bones. The Rebbe remained standing, only his lips moving in prayer. Just as I leap towards you but cannot touch you, the Rebbe recited, so may all my enemies be unable to touch me in a harmful way. May terror and dread fall upon them. By your mighty strength, O God, let them be as still as a stone. The Rebbe repeated these holy words three times. The bandits who had seen their chief rush forward with an outstretched arm ready to strike the Rebbe now stared in disbelief. Their chief 
was standing in place as if frozen, unable to move or make a single sound. And they too felt like they were spellbound by some mysterious power. Meanwhile, the Koznitzer Magid finished Kiddush Levana and began to walk home. When the Magid disappeared, the bandits suddenly found that they could move and think properly. They realized that their chief was in real trouble. He was paralyzed from head to foot. Only his eyes could move. What shall we do, they said. One of them stepped forward. Do you know who it was our chief tried to attack? That was the famous wonder-working Rebbe of Koznitz. He's a holy man. Our chief chose the wrong person to try and hurt. Well, so now what do we do? They asked. We must take our chief to the rabbi and ask him to forgive us. Which they did. They carried the chief to the home of the Koznitzer Magid and stood him up in the middle of the Rebbe's room. The Rebbe asked them, How can I help you? Holy Rabbi, they said, we are burglars. We live in the woods. The only way we know how to make a living is by taking from other people that which we need. Tonight, as we came into town, we saw a large group of people gathered together. We thought we would be able to rob everybody at once. But seeing us, everybody ran away, and only you, Rabbi, remained. Our chief did not know who you were, so our chief rushed to attack you. Suddenly, he froze stiff, as you can see. Rabbi, please forgive him for his foolishness. We promise in his name that he will never again do such a thing. Indeed, we all promise we will never again hurt any Jew in this town. Please, Rabbi, can you make our chief well again? I wasn't aware that I had been insulted or attacked by anyone, said the Koshnitzer, such that I needed to give anyone forgiveness, but I will forgive him on one condition. He will promise never again to raise his hand against any Jew anywhere. We will promise this, Rebbe, but our chief cannot speak. The Koznitzer looked at the chief and said, Do you promise never to hurt any Jew anywhere ever again? Yes, said the chief. I promise. I swear. Now that the chief's speech was restored, he began to beg forgiveness from the holy rabbi and make him well again. The Magid spoke to the robbers, told them that from that day on they must give up their livelihood of robbery. There are other ways to make a living, he told them, and each of them must find a suitable occupation. The bandits promised to carry out the rabbi's instructions. They thanked the rabbi and left with their chief, who was now fully restored to good health. And no one heard anything from the bandits for some time until one day the chief himself came back to Koznitz and met with the rabbi. He told the rabbi that since that day he could find no rest. His conscience troubled him. His evil ways weighed heavily on his mind. He wanted to become a Jew as he felt that that was the only way he could free himself of his past misdeeds. But the Koznitzer told him, there's no need for him to become a Jew. There's no need for him to adopt such a hard life. If he truly regretted his past misdeeds, 
and resolve to never repeat them, he will find peace by simply being kind and helpful to others. But the rabbi could see that the chief was absolutely determined to become a Jew, so the Koznitzer told him where he could go and whom he would have to see to prepare for this change in his life. And the former chief of the band of robbers did become a Gerzedek, and he dedicated his time to helping fellow Jews whenever and wherever he could. His last years were spent in the base Medrash of Koznitz, where he davened and said till him day and night. (laughs) ¶¶ 